right, my talkers, we're almost through the day here. We are with Lori, Julia, but not Julia today. Special guest, Brittany's with us. We could hear a little bit about Demi Moore's pictures. We've got a dirt alert with Holly, and it is the study of duh today. So yes, let's see what we is. got going on. Okay, so a lot going on in Hollywood. Yes, uh, let's see, Demi Moore. I don't know if she and her daughters are endorsing the swimsuit lines, but ah, yeah. they're, they were kind of doing these artful photos of the three of them and i just thought i bet all of them is just like oh why does mom have to be so damn guard i know they're all in one pieces for most of it for the most part yeah and it was like an awkward they were just like standing there and and wait you know and it was ended up being cute Cute. in its own way like you're like i could see that framed but like the process of it must have been Terrible. Like, who's yeah. wearing what suit? Who looks better in what suit? Right. And, oh, you're so writing I, mom. I, oh, my We posted God. it, but I couldn't even be bothered to see, are they doing a swimsuit line? I, right? All I, I, all I, I cared look. about was just, like, looking at the photos. Also, caring about looking at the photos, the Cannes Film Festival, yeah. which is normally in May, had been moved to yeah. this 4th of July week, which is how lovely for everyone just to have to go to the south of France at I this know. time of year. And it's terrible. So the red, it had its first red carpet. It actually um, happened, you know, tonight, but of mm-hmm. course they're ahead of us. And uh, the best dress on the carpet, at least in the photos Holly posted for us, Helen Mirren yeah. in lemon buttery yellow. Maybe is it more butter? Yeah, it felt more like a, buttery like a, yellow. Yeah, yeah. Oh my with this God. amazing necklace. And it's an it's got this like really structured top and it looks amazing. It's almost bustier esque And you know what I really love about Helen Mirren huh. is that she looks beautiful at the age she is mm-hmm. and she's has wrinkles and yeah. doesn't hasn't plumped them up with yeah. whatever. I mean, she's just like like she's just makes her hair look as great as she can be, wears great makeup, wears the dress, so she just looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh and it's, happy, yeah. always glowing. It is definitely okay, so like I walk both lines. I wanna be like Helen Mirren yeah. as I age. Yeah. But I know that I'm gonna be panicked poofy face girl like okay like i don't want to be let me share with you michelle pfeiffer who's 63 okay her rule about plastic surgery okay, and okay. what she does to her face okay because okay. let's face it she's captivating and she's been on the big screen for yeah. a long time yeah 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 i'll take her advice okay ever since her scar face days you know i guess she's been i mean she's been very glamorous bombshell one of the most beautiful women of the 80s and 90s and she was Catwoman. yeah oh my god Catwoman was the first time i was like whoa whoa i am into this i think so she's now 63 Uh and she has a fragrance line called henry rose but she's uh lobbied capitol hill for cosmetic industry change Mm -hmm. changes with the pfas that are in all these long lasting and waterproof makeup things you know it's like bad bad stuff okay okay yeah yeah good to know yeah so beware of long lasting waterproof there's pfas i mean they found it like 60 percent of the lipstick it's Uh. really 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 high so there is something to i will say a lot of younger people have been more about wearing clean makeup and organic things but anyway here's what michelle pfeiffer said 
<clears throat> about that because they just point blank asked her. This is on Oprah Daily, which now you go online for Oprah. Um, point blank about being 63 in Hollywood. And she said, she said, the older I've gotten, the easier it's become. She said, because I certainly see that I ch- I've changed. I just try not to dwell on it. Aging happens to every single one of it. Once you accept that, it unburdens you. And I would agree with that. And she said, uh, but the older I've gotten, it's easier to become. You reach a point where you're fine with looking good for your age instead of working towards looking young for your age. And when I crossed that barrier of I was fine with looking good for my age, it's been quite a relief. Okay, that's everything so right there like that should be the goal right like i need to start thinking that way i just thank you but you could only think that way if you're like 63 I got and somebody w- right. point blank asks you at oprah <laughs> I'm, about waiting for, it. I'm waiting for oprah to ask me so i can start having right. self-realization um yeah so I, the, yeah because there is a you know there is uh a thing like I don't know what age it is, but there is a age where you might panic and you're just like, "Whoa, I really have left my younger, prettier, sexier, most beautiful self behind." Eh, what am I gonna do? And if you let it bother you, yeah, you might end up looking like Madonna. Yeah. Or if you don't let it bother, you might end up looking like Michelle Pfeiffer. I would, I would, I like, mean, I'm just, I would appreciate over there laughing, but. I'm, well, yeah, because you can look at the two women, and Michelle Pfeiffer is fetching as all get out right yeah, now, yeah. and she has leaned into that. Whereas Madonna has leaned into back. something. No, yeah. she's leaned back. Where she wants. <laughs> she's where, death gripping to youth. Yes, yeah, she she does not want to look, to look, her look age. good for her age. No. Yeah, it was interesting. She kind of had a, a mature phase when she was with Guy Ritchie, yes. when the English Lady of the Manor. Yes. And then that went by the wayside. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I don't ever, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm ageist or whatever, but I do think that part of like the thing with Madonna and her wanting to look much, much younger for her age is the fact that she's 62 and she has a 27 year old boyfriend. Mm. And that, Doesn't that help. is a, I would put so much stress on myself. Having a husband who's one year older than yourself or you're basically the same age. And I know Michelle Pfeiffer is like, you don't have that stress. It's it's non-existent for you because you both are aging together and looking good for your age and you're both fine with it. So, I mean, I, I would be just... I'd be like Madonna too if I had it like a twenty-seven year old. I no, I, I really. I know. I, I think I would. I would do, well, you I'd would be do doing from, everything because I'm yeah. like I look too old for this guy. Yeah. That's well, yeah. I'm nine years older than Lily. Eventually, she's gonna have to definitely start dressing nine me so I don't look. Nine years is not. <laughs> no, you're no, not. You need to step it up, Grant. No, no, start no. getting filler. And get twenty-seven filler. is a big. No, Grant needs to start his appointments now. It's a big noodle. <laughs> I want to see your eyebrows yeah. way higher. No. Please. Don't you, do it. You will look. You'll look like Wayne Newton. Yeah, you're telling us about your face. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got to talk about this because. Uh, so anyway, the Cannes Film Festival is going on. I will just tell you one cool thing about. Um, I mean, Sean Penn can be a dope and everything else, but mm-hmm. he was. He's bringing his whole entire 
crew for his movie Flag Day, which is premiering at Cannes. Okay. It's starring his daughter, and it's about this, uh, like a guy, it's based on a book uh, called um, Flim Fly Man, The True Story of My Father's Counterfeit Life, and it stars his daughter, Dylan Hopper, or Dylan Penn Hopper's the son, directed by Danny Motor, Julia Roberts' husband, but he brought the whole crew 70 crew members oh my hairstylist camera people sound editing so that everyone gets a vacation in the south of france of course they're not staying at a fancy hotel that's fine like he is but they're staying at airbnbs and uh yeah he brought uh for so he's gonna get a standing ovation for sure because all of those people but that's nice <laughs> that's really sweet especially fourth of july Even his wife is staying home so he can bring everybody oh that's really nice um oh, i think she might be filming animal kingdom Dylan Penn, has she been in anything I would know? She's been in like a couple of little, I think she's got a couple of acting credits. Okay. But, um, and I think Hopper is in it too. And like I said, Julia Roberts' husband did the cinematography. Yeah. So, okay, uh, let's just really talk about this story uh, about, um, I mean, about once a year, mm-hmm. about once a lucky damn year, you guys, we get somebody in Hollywood Who's who gives the real uh, dishes the crap, talks smack about an, another celebrity, and usually it's a a legacy artist themselves, yeah, who wants to bitch slap some people on the way out the door, or they've got a book to sell, yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And um, Stephen Stephen Dorf is the one that uh, has given us the pleasure of talking. Talking trash and talking smack because he gave an interview and he was asked his thoughts about a lot of different things. Um, and uh, one of them is Scarlett Johansson. So here's what he said. He's burped out an answer. Hmm. Stephen Dorff, who, let's face it, I mean, he hadn't acted in anything until True Detective. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I... I could not figure he out was, what he was even from. You guys, he was the when Stephen Dorff came of age in Hollywood. Ben Affleck, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Wahlberg. Oh. He was expected to be a movie star. Okay, okay, on that level, he did not go that direction. You know what he's done a lot of. He's tried. He's in a bajillion movies. Uh, most I've never heard of. Yeah. So he's doing an interview with the Independent about his movie Embattled. He gave his thoughts about Hollywood. He said this: "This year's Oscars were the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. My business becoming a big game show. You have actors that don't have a clue what they're doing. You have filmmakers who don't have a clue what they're doing. We're all in these little boxes on these streamers. It's all one big cluster bleep of content now." Wow. And when we come back, I am sure that Holly will give us then the next little thing he had to say about Scarlett Johansson <gasps> when he was asked about uh, the Black Widow because he's, again, promoting a movie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he burns Hollywood down and we come back with the dirt alert. Hollywood bring us the dirt oh, on what he had to say about Scarlett. Shots fired. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly. Yes. Holly, first, okay, before we go back to Stephen Dorff, um, Red John Bream's 
review. The Star Tribune was so good today. We had a review of Grateful Fogarty firing up the fourth in the suburbs back at the set, you know, at First Avenue and Seventh Street entry. But I know you went to the show. Yes, I went to John Fogarty out at Mystic Lake out at their amphitheater on the fourth of July. Was it to see an ageless rock and roll Hall of Famer, or what was your reason for going? Because I know it couldn't have been the fireworks. Well, it wasn't the fireworks because I split before those even started. Yeah. <laughs> but um it was well, had the opportunity to go. John Fogarty, happy to report, still shreds. Yes. He still shreds. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that John Bream was a little more generous with the parts where he brought the kids up and okay. they jammed out. That I was like, well, you could tell the energy dropped a little bit. Yeah. Mm. But when you think about it, John Fogarty, what a catalog of songs. Just hit after hit after hit after hit. And it was like, oh, yeah, that oh, yeah. Creedence song. Oh, yeah, that CCR song. Mm-hmm. This one and that one. So it was strange to be back in a concert setting. Yeah. It was like, wow, haven't done this in at least like, a year and a half. I know. Shoulder to Were shoulder. People, could you smell intentions in the air? Or was it a coupled up crowd? <laughs> no, you could smell full intentions. Okay. Okay. They, they, they would waft through every okay. once in a okay. while. So the spirit was alive. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really fun to go and see John Fogarty. It was fun to see rock music live. Yeah. And uh, just to have a good time. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Okay. Super fun. Now let's get back to the Hollywood gossip. Stephen mm-hmm. Dorff, you mm-hmm. left us on a cliffhanger about what Stephen Dorff had to say about Scarlett Johansson. Well, doing an interview with The Independent to talk about his new movie, Embattled, which, you know, Black Widow is out. But he's asked about Hollywood, and he basically said the Hollywood, the Oscars sucked. Yeah. And we all agreed. The Oscars did suck this year. Yeah, they yeah, it was a little awkward. It was it's awkward. So awkward. But then he they get at, he gets asked. Well, he doesn't get asked, really. He just, he, just he, doesn't he out. just volunteer this next uh thing he says? Yeah, so he he says, well, now so put it into context, Stephen Dorff was in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie back in the day. He, oh, was, he was the Yeah, he was the villain in Blade. Okay. That movie came out in 1998. It starred Wesley Snipes in the title oh, character. Yeah. Okay. So, you remember that? Yeah. So that's Oh, that... I remember Blade. I just didn't know it was an MCU. Yes, Blade is part of part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it, it was wow. not have done anything cuz it didn't ever get a sequel. Well, got two. It. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So there were a couple of Blade movies after that, but that movie was made before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a thing. Mm-hmm. Got it. So like this was like the one of the OG uh, superhero movie. Thank you for this context. This is lovely. And f- if you haven't seen Blade, you might have. That's the movie that has the blood rave at the beginning of yeah. it. Yes. And so with the with the big thumping acid mm-hmm. house music. So Stephen Dorff, the villain in that movie, but he does say, I don't want to be in Black Widow. He said, it looks like garbage to me. It looks like a bad video game. I'm embarrassed for those people. He said, I'm embarrassed for Scarlett. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure she got paid five, seven million bucks, but I'm embarrassed for her. I don't want her to be in those movies. I really don't. Steven Dorr said, I've, I'll find that kid director that's going to be the next Stanley Kubrick and I'll act for him instead. Okay. Wow. I mean, he talked with his whole chest. He did. And I appreciate that because Hollywood just doesn't do this enough. And I'll tell you what, Mm. I will say this about Stephen Dorff. He's not going to back down. He's not going to issue a groveling statement in a couple days. No. He really doesn't give a flying fig newton about Hollywood because I think he thought his career was going to be something. It wasn't a long time ago. 
So his disillusion he's got is gone. Nothing, he doesn't care. He doesn't owe anyone anything in the sense but, of I mean, how he gets rolled. Like if a woman ever talked like this, oh God, she'd be encouraged to apologize yeah. and issue a statement. I mean, just in that way, I guess I, I like that he talked crap with his you old mouth and chest. You loved it. Good Lord. Yeah. No he, one does this. Yeah, well, well, and nobody does it specifically. If Stephen Dorff, look, if he knows that he's not going to be in a Marvel movie and he doesn't want to work with Disney, then he is just going to let it fly. I mean, he made his intentions known. He doesn't want to do big Hollywood movies in yeah. in this way like so many actors are finding themselves doing. It's like, well, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of like, we've gone through this cycle in Hollywood. This is like the... The Marvel Cinematic Universe to me is like the old Hollywood studio system. Yes. Mm. You're you're the cavalcade of actors and you have to work within a set of parameters that has been made for you. Now, the old Hollywood system used to be ruled by the Hayes Codes and other things, and, and they were pretty tepid and mild. Kind of same with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There have been there's been discourse on the Internet pointing out the fact that there's no sex. Yeah. In any of these movies. Yeah, right. You know, they're they're for all audiences in as much as it's like they don't want to see people getting horny. Right, you right. Know? And so that the actors, if they want to have jobs in Hollywood, then they're like, OK, well, I better play somebody like Doctor yeah. Strange. And these are the things that I have to work with. These are the parameters of our creativity. So it's interesting to see what people do with that because they're so limited. Yeah, you just right. Blew my mind when you said they don't have sex because I'm like, what? You're right. Were you looking yeah. through? And my brain was like cataloging, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, what about Iron Man? He must. No, we never see it. We never see it. Mm-hmm. We see like a woman walk out of the house. Yeah, but yeah. It's oh. always implied, and Stephen Dorff has no corporate overlord. Mm-hmm. If he was going to have that, that would have been he would have done that a while ago, and he would have been. An A-list movie star. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's not. Yeah. But I do love that he just went there with Black Widow and Scarlet and, you know, even the Oscar thing. Yeah. His Oscar comment's pretty blistering. Yeah. So there's Stephen Dorff not mincing words about his opinion Mm -hmm. of the current state of Hollywood. Well, Mm -hmm. speaking of the current state of Hollywood, one of the big business deals that's happening this afternoon is Hello Sunshine. Reese Witherspoon's company pursuing a possible sale and that Variety is reporting that the company could sell for a billion dollars. Wow. Yes. So that's based on the fact that Hello Sunshine has produced such shows as Big Little Lies in the morning show and wild uh, didn't it produce wild the movie wild exactly then there's the whole book aspect of hello sunshine they've got the new media deal so. i've been working for her all along I I've know. Been, where's my cut but do you want to know something <laughs> i for the only until like one book ago i was tweeting it to reese w and not hello sunshine oh, oh yeah that's okay. the problem oh. yeah you weren't getting to the social media manager who would be looking at those things no. not well, you know, yeah, it's okay. You can okay. try, that's, try again. That's, you still that's keep amazing, producing, though. Yeah. isn't it? Though, yeah, yeah. That's so incredible. So, Variety's reporting that they're just exploring these sale opportunities, but uh, if they're reporting it, it means that somebody's doing some serious negotiations. Now, do you on think that. her her husband's her agent? Yes. So he'll make a commission yes. on that sale. Nice. That's keeping the oh, money keeping in the family. The family. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, but he's noted Is here. Is that why so many people become their spouse's managers? I know he was already a manager when they met. But is that why sometimes some 
shady things start to happen with a relative. Let me be your manager and get 10%. Well, yeah, because if you're a manager, you can basically do whatever you want. Like if you're an agent, you're actually regulated by the okay. state of California and how you can do yeah. business. But a manager, manager, quote unquote, can be anything and just take 10%. Oh, boy. I mean, right. look at Chris Jenner. I, well, I would at least trust her with I know. the career. That's true. I would trust her. Yes. Take me over, manager. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, let's uh, check on the traffic. Cool. Let's, uh, Grant, what's happening? And now it is time for a duh. 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 This duh. is the study duh. of duh, duh with noted duh. academic duh. journal skimmer Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, doy. <laughs> okay, this is the study of duh, but I had to bring it, and I'm almost relieved that Julia isn't here for it because. She's like fervently <laughs> believes in her heart that this is going to happen in our working lifetime. But um, once again, another study, uh, this one from tri- uh, a study, a trial of four day work weeks in, in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And guess what, you guys? Overwhelming success and happiness. Um, ding, 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 ding. A positive, powerful effect Duh. on job performance. <laughs> uh. It was conducted by the Association for Sustainable Democracy in Mm -hmm. Iceland. And they studied just 1% of Iceland's working population. They did it in 2015 and 2019. There was no cut in pay, you know, whatever. And it was everything from traditional office work to preschools to schools to hospitals so you're nine to five as well as non-traditional shifts, people who were delivery, working cargo or whatever. Anyway, yeah. Reykjavik City Council wanted this to be tested. And yeah. guess what? It was as happy and as wonderful and as positive as any of us could have told them. <laughs> exactly. Oh. You're going to get an extra weekend day? Oh, really? You're going to like that? Of course you're going to. Yes. It's going to be amazing. It's going to change your life. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It was overwhelming. And I'm, I say, okay, keep doing it. But Let's do it. Here's uh, the purpose the city of Reykjavik wanted to do it, though, is that... Um, there, because of, it's, of course it's smaller, you know, it's 300,000 Icelandic people, I think, is all that the island has. But um, stress and burnout, uh, as it relates to people's health, mm-hmm. as it relates to your work life balance, and they're just thinking that they would be able to get like better, like people will need. It'll just be help in every way, mind, yeah. body, mind, body, everything. Yeah. That the payout of it will be just overall in insurance. If you're less stressed, how much stress breaks down everything? Everything. I mean, we just had one. Could we live our lives like that? Question. No, you couldn't. Three days. Oh no, no. I thought you meant like the the last you know fourteen months or whatever. No, no, no. I mean this yeah. literal last weekend we had oh. a three day weekend. It oh, would. Yeah. I I can see Be awesome the amazement of it all, and you know people. If you're in an office atmosphere, you could rotate. I'll take a Wednesday off this week. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's kind of a thing, you know. But um, I don't think it would work for our industry though. Mm, you could make it work. And yeah, unless we universally made like Friday the day that nobody Lori, works. Yeah. Lori could make, make it work. Lori could make anything yeah, work. Yeah, we, we could, could rotate. We could get Brittany in here and then we could get that four yeah, day in for you. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. But this is a study of Doug because I feel like we could have told him this. Duh! But 
keep going. Maybe there's going to be a way that it is going to help with, uh, you know, many different things. And I don't know how many studies they got to show people. But. It's so interesting, too, just even with um, people's lack of commute. I mean, I, we weren't in a great headspace last year, right? And so it's hard to say, like, what working from home would, would look like if we were able to also be social on top of that. Yeah. But I would say it's about a 50-50 split when I talk to people about mm-hmm. wanting to get back in the office and not wanting to deal with the commute, the people, and and having, like, a little bit more wiggle room. Yeah. So it will be interesting, like, to see what goes back and what doesn't. Four-day work week is a real nice compromise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of uh, they, a lot of the summer hours, they just do, like, half Fridays. Yeah, there so. are a lot of, even, not even half, there are some most, I know a lot of my friends that just, they don't even have to come in the office. Now they have to work. And, then, and that's what I want to bring up, too. I love how it's four 10-hour days, but... No, not on this one. No, these, it's not. No, oh. these. Oh. No, none of this oh. making up. That was an American study. Yeah, yeah. Where you got to make up the hours. It's four regular work, work days. Oh, the dove, of course. Yes, <laughs> I, I was mean, like, I was thinking. I was thinking if it was ten hour days, you might take a couple are less of yourself. stressed. Yeah. if you have to, you know, like I mean, that's kind of nice. So yeah, anyway. yeah. Okay, here's another study of duh. Um, uh, this was, but they, we, uh, and when I say we, I mean the, you know, journal in which I read this in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, but they reviewed 437 studies of narcissism and aggression involving a total of 123,000 people. And they found that narcissistic individuals have thin skins and are especially aggressive when provoked. Duh! Duh! <laughs> oh my word! Uh, Who gets paid to do these? Studies? Well, I guess you know what people. Maybe people are becoming more aware of narcissistic personality disorders. Oh, yeah. yeah, in the last say five years, I, I hear that term so. a lot more lately. And I've heard people a, are more familiar with. Yeah. And I've heard so many tips on like how to deal with the narcissist. How and, to spot it. Yeah. And I think one of the funniest ones um, was just not giving them eye contact. It was one of those funny things. And it drives, I guess, people crazy. And the, yeah. if you're really upset, you have like, you know, like kind of look like right above them or yeah. right to the left of them. And then and, if it drives that person crazy, don't talk to them anymore. Because run. if you've got a narcissist on your hand, you'll run. never change that person. Run. Run. By the way, the term narcissism, do you guys know where that comes from? I'm guessing a Greek Well, yes, very good. Wor- Greek word for Yes. Greek word. It was from the mythical Greek character Narcissus, mm. who fell in love with his own image reflected <laughs> in still water. Yeah. That's the myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that's where it comes from yeah. and um so anyway, yeah, I, these narcissistic people are very thin-skinned because um, they got to be right about everything. Yeah, they're so they're never wrong. They'll never say they're sorry. No, never. They'll always gaslight you and make you feel like you're crazy. Yeah, Manip- telling manipulation you. is the key to their life as well. I believe. Yeah, that's what I feel like most mm-hmm. narcissists. And and like you guys said too, this idea has become stronger and stronger as the years have gone on because so many people now are so into their own opinions and their own beliefs that they don't want to listen to anybody else. So even if you think you're not a narcissist. In your actions, you are acting like one at times. Not you, but you know what I'm saying. People out there, everybody. It has been modeled. Yeah. 
like the, for the world. There you go. Okay. There you go. It was it was like it's like another mythology, maybe pan when they open and we tried that little experiment <laughs> and opened that box, yeah. Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look what happened. Narcissists narcissists got out too. They sure did. All they right. sure did. Okay, let's see. Do we have time for one more study of duh? We have to, because you okay. have good ones. Okay, now I don't know if this is a study of duh. I question this, so I'm going to ask you guys this. Um, but I was reading in uh, the Australian Journal of Political Science. You know, mm-hmm. I was really, really taking this job seriously. Yep. Dipping down to Australia. I know, you take this job first. Okay, so here it is. No inheritance, no inheritance. Young adults say they're fine with their parents, grandparents, and other aging relatives to... Uh, Spend all their money and not leave them any money when they die. You know what? I love that. Right? But like in, in theory, I love it. Right? Like, and I have I have six brothers. Have and you sisters. encouraged all your aging people that could potentially leave you money to spend it all and not worry about leaving you anything except that one ring or something? Right. I mean, because my mom and my stepdad, I watch them and I just think. Good. Go spend it all. Spend it all. They, you know, they are doing all the things, and there's seven of us kids. So, what amount would they be able to leave us that would be like, yeah, yeah, like we're gonna fight over so something? You, yeah. So use spend it. it I, that's why I tell my mom constantly. Okay, Grant, and she can spend it on me too. That's yeah. fine. Do you feel that way that this is a uh, uh, what uh, uh, what young adults are uh, feeling? Yes, I'm with. I mean, I feel like there are going to always be people that feel that opposite. But I feel like you know, your parents gave you every opportunity to live your life and gain an opportunity. You know, most parents out mm-hmm. there, and you go out and spend it, have fun. You save it. You gave us. You go do your thing. You know what? Um, Julia asked Robert Altman, the director. You know the the well, director. Yeah. Okay, he directed. Yeah. Um, uh, Nashville, MASH, uh, Prairie Home Companion. Oh, my God. What did I'm, she ask? Well, she asked him, and I was so intimidated of, like that I was even in the same room, and it was me and Julia and a guy <laughs> from NPR. And I, I was, uh, and Julia was like, Robert Allman, what? I don't know if I've seen Nashville or MASH. Not the, not the TV show, not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and she's like, and so she just said to him, she says, well, you know, you're, you're an older man. Oh my God. What, did what, she what is your life's advice? And he said, no one's asked me that before. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it had nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. She was just intrigued. We thought he was older than he was. He presented older than his Got age. It. What yeah. a nice way of saying that. Yeah. And, uh, he said, you know what? He said, uh. My life's advice is to giggle and give in and spend it all. Love it. You can't go to the, you can't be buried with it. So yeah. giggle, but give in, giggle and, spend and give it all. in and spend it all. I love. And that. he was eighty five at the time. What a great way! What a great quote there, isn't it? That's cool. I, I was so worried when you were saying like Julia asked something. Yeah, yeah where are we going? To an what? elder man about his inheritance. Yeah, no, no. It was like yeah. just an unexpected question, and she got an unexpected answer, and I so wished that it, we'd known to record yeah but we didn't mm-hmm. and the guy from the other radio station never sent us the little thing that he said he was going to send us of him saying that and julia having the question bummer that's a good question too. yeah 
we would have had it on tape. But, you know, we have it in our memory. Brittany, it's so, so good. Giggle, all right. give in. Giggle and give in and spend it all. Love that. All right, listen, we'll be right back. Yeah, she's coming in November. Mm-hmm. I already got tickets. Yes. You did already get tickets. Yes. Yeah. Me and my neighbor and my sister like bought. We had to sign on. What day is that? November something. I don't know. It's far off. I but feel. I mean, how can the comics not be on fire? They have so much material to have worked with. That's all they did was work on their material. Yeah, I'm really excited. I I love going to Mystic when it's cold out because yeah. it feels like you're in you're outside. Yeah, and it's not freezing. And you can walk around. Yeah, I I love that. This is great. It's called the Chelsea Handler 2021 Vaccinated and Horny Tour. Yes. (laughs) It's Friday, December 3rd is when you're going to. Oh, December? I thought it was November. Yeah. So I got to put that on some calendar. Vaccinated and Horny Mm -hmm. Tour. What a name. No. And it's so it's so true. And I mean, she's and she, uh, you know, did all these. uh, I mean, you could just tell that she was doing a lot of funny sharing on Instagram. Oh, yeah. That I thought was welcome. Me, too. And I love it personally. Like, okay, why? The skiing, topless in a bikini. Why not? It was so. Man, (laughs) she's got a chest. And, like, even if she didn't have, like, an epic chest, I would be okay with it. Like, but she's got one. Yeah. Like, just show it. Yeah, I know. Great. Yeah. Okay. uh, Speaking of showing it, Mm -hmm. uh, Bruce Springsteen will. But I guess he couldn't go anyway because there are no fans. But his daughter, Jessica, made the Olympic equestrian team. Uh, apparently, apparently, uh, 29 is not old for an equestrian. Okay. <laughs> um, that's how old Jessica is. And her, her stallion is 12 years old. His name is Don Juan Van de Dodongavonki. Of course it is. <laughs> I love the beginning. Of course it is. Say it okay. one more time. Don Juan Van Donkhovi. Of course it is. <laughs> that sounds exactly what I would name a horse. Yeah, uh, she studied psychology uh, at Duke University. She's 29. She wanted to make the Olympics in 2016, but her horse. Let me name it. Name again. Mm, no, no, Don no. Juan Van Donkhovi. <laughs> Nailed it again. The Dutch. Uh, the dog had, or the dog, the, 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 the horse, the horse had, wrong, oh, yeah, yeah. had leg issues. So ah. anyway, she has said early on, she never wanted to be known as Bruce Springsteen's daughter alone. She wanted to forge her own path. Well, I'm she's really doing that. She's at the elite level. No, she's not because horses cost money in those. Oh, that's okay. like literally the Gucciest sport ever. It is. But it still takes dedication, time, and perseverance. Nobody's saying it doesn't, no. but don't you pretend and you got there on your own, boy. Yeah, because it is the most expensive I'm with, okay. sport. Okay. okay. Listen, right, I could right. be the best it's, horse rider yeah. ever, and we don't know. Right, okay. Right. We don't know. You because said it. You said it, it's the Gucci of sports. It's the Gucci. It, it takes Gucci so much sport. money to be so, an equestrian. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. yes, she did work, but like to pretend you got there on your no. own, like that is wild. I know she did, but yeah, she goes by Jessica Springsteen. Oh, there's that too. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you know, she's sticking to the name for a reason. Well, I mean, no, I don't think she gets any sponsorship money. I think Bruce sponsors her. Yeah, but I'm yeah. sure she gets a little bit of judges. I oh, Springsteen is that the same one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a common name though so the other members i don't want to give i don't want to give any equestrians who might be listening you know that they don't are not getting their due uh congratulations to ken farrington 
Laura Kraut and McLean Ward, who will make up the jumping roster. So just four people are on that team. And in the meantime, our girl Shakari Richardson, who probably had an edible in Oregon, Oregon, ran in the 100 meter, tested positive for cannabis. Now she can't run for the Olympics. That's so Mm. wrong. That is so so wrong in so many ways. If anything, she should get. She's like, the fastest woman in America. That is. If anything, she should get more gold medals because if you running. if you can run and at some point ingest weed, then you're winning at life. Right. And <laughs> the that makes you lazy. But the thing is, she was like upfront. She was said, I know, I know it was I know. stupid. She said, my my I, my mom, mom died, yeah. and I probably she smoked a half a joint or something, and. Seriously, that is the one thing about freaking THC. It stays in for it's so long. For about a month. Yeah. So That's she might have point. smoked it or had it, you know, like two weeks before that. It doesn't enhance her performance. No. That's, I know there, there's that's are their rules or whatever, but it, it just makes me feel like uh, the Olympic committees, I mean, aren't they one of the more corrupt places on and earth and think yes. about it okay. she had to delay it a year for a year we because of covid and, we were all- and now she's got to wait four more years yeah. oh, what is this going to do to her mentally damn it know. and pot is legal in oregon where she was by the way yeah it's it's absolute ludicrous that this is happening it's nonsense she earned her way there she didn't take any enhancers to get there in any way whatsoever this is a mockery of the Olympics, and it shows exactly what you said, how screwed up the Olympic Committee is because their priorities are so far jacked yeah. that it really won't even... I'm This infuriates me yeah. that she can't participate. Absolutely infuriates yeah, me. Yeah, I'm really, really bummed about it. I mean, she's, she was like running Flojo time. Right? Yeah. Fast. She's like fast, fast, fast. And anyway, well, I hope uh, like Nike comes out and gives her an endorsement. Right. They're based maybe, in Portland. Let's be honest. Give her an endorsement right now. Yeah. Let her be the face of some new running shoes. Yes. And That's some, what I'd be doing. And you know what? She could get some balance in her life because I knew. Yes. Yeah. Why not? It'd be yeah. great. So a little break. Nike. Nike, do it. Thank you. Okay, see you guys tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.